Welcome to the Legion of Renop, a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons podcast. On this week's episode of the Legion of Renop, Lenny finds love again. Mazzetto makes best friends with Dragonface. High King Sibo meets Cramwell the Melnuon. And tons of other options on the Legion of... So you're saying, Fox? It's all that Taco Bell slash KFC that gave me diabetes. Exactly, Mr. Wayne. I eat Stouffer's lasagna. Tony Baloney made a stash. <laughs> made a stash. Hello and welcome back to Potty Doo, where are you? The number one Scooby-Doo podcast. Take that, a pup named Scooby Pod. That's us too, you're insulting our own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were a podcast named Scooby-Doo. Oh, I was a inter- pup named They're pretty much interchangeable, I get this point. <laughs> also, Don't tell that to our listeners. Also, next Wednesday, we will be releasing a Scooby Review Where Are You? Dang, that's a good one. Thank you. That's what we're actually going and to don't do. Don't forget about uh, my spinoff, uh, Scooby Stash. <laughs> <laughs> it's about where they hold the weed that I take before the episodes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just going through the episode, looking at every cranny. Oh yeah, they keep some there. Oh yeah, the glove box. Yeah, they're they're two. Uh, I am Winston, and when I use a circus strength test, I'm labeled Cream Puff. Who is sitting next to me, and what are you labeled as or wearing? <laughs> um, and I'm Clark. Um, I'm called High Boy, which was the name of the roller coaster in this. A particular cartoon. Yeah, I struggled to come up with a costume. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Chris. And I'm just wearing a tail, but the tail is sentient. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I and com- coming from deep within a carnival that's not op- supposed to open for a week, we have Tony. Baloney made a stand. <laughs> Oh man. So today we are going to be listening to Foul Play in Funland, Season 1, Episode 9. When you think of Foul Play in Funland, what what would your guess be for the monster of this episode? Uh, clown. Yeah, I'd say probably a clown of some sort, maybe uh, yeah, so one I, of those strong I, men. <laughs> so, so I came into this fully expecting a clown, and at first, I was sorely disappointed, but then I realized that the rest of the episode was completely insane. <laughs> it was! <laughs> and it really made up for it. <laughs> for most of this episode, this was the most terrifying monster we've faced so far. No kidding. If this was a live action, it could straight up be a horror movie. <laughs> you know, like, you go, you go to a carnival that's empty, and you turn around, and suddenly there's, like, gifts for you, or tickets <laughs> being dispensed for you, and you just see a shadowy figure moving very quickly. Quickly in the distance. Yeah, really. Well, <laughs> uh, I will say though you're making some assumptions there. Um, first of all, why would you be in an amusement park? I'm saying if this was a horror then, movie, <laughs> the, like the uh, s- spoiler uh, yes, alert: yes, Scooby yes. Gang goes to an amusement park. <laughs> we'll get to some of the points right. when we get well, into the actual. Just summary. for the, the title, though. At first, when I said a foul play, I was like, oh. That sounds like murder. And then, like, as the episode went on, I was like, oh, this is kind of lame. But everybody's like, wait, no. This robot might murder someone. <laughs> it it <laughs> came very close a few times. Yeah, the monster is uh, it is named, but I think we'll just call it Robot so we don't spoil the ending. Uh, but it definitely gets some murderous tendencies, especially near the end. If uh, 
if Scooby <laughs> wasn't that quick, he would have been decapitated. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, well, I think we should start at the beginning. Of course, our Scooby synopsis. Who would like to begin? Uh, let me, because I remember it. So, how many young teenagers do you know go digging for clams at mm, six p.m.? I don't really know anybody at all that goes digging for clams, period. Yeah, I was going to say, they're they're on vacation, they're waiting for an amusement park to go. A vacation from what? These stupid stoners have no jobs. This is what's wrong with America (laughs) today. The youth just hang out on a beach, and when they're not on a beach, they just hang out. I'm going to need you to tone it back a little bit. (laughs) Sorry, these damn millennials just make me so mad. (laughs) Later in the episode, it's... Uh, suggested that this amusement park is on an island. Uh, so, theoretically, the Scooby gang, near sunset, went to an island where the only thing is a closed amusement park to dig for clams. Huh. Yeah. Didn't think yeah. about that. That's pretty weird. That's yeah, pretty weird. <laughs> Yo, man, we just got back from the malt shop. How about we... <laughs> Like, take a boat to the island and, like, get some clams. <laughs> Another flawless Velma impression from Tony. <laughs> um, Alright, and while they are digging for clams, and the, the amusement park looms in the distance, and they see the darkened amusement park, which isn't supposed to open for weeks, suddenly That's light suspicious. up. Yeah. It is suspicious. Why would it light up? They definitely wouldn't test anything before it opened up. That's no, no, no. Sure. No, no, no. So these teens better break in and investigate this suspicious lighting <laughs> up. <laughs> okay, right, I actually have some quotes written down for this part. Uh, the first is from <laughs> the first is from Velma, and she sees the lights come on and says, "That's impossible!" Like as if there was no conceivable way <laughs> in all of science. That those lights could have come on any time before opening day. I don't know a ton about science, but I think Velma does because of the thick glasses, so I'm liable to believe her. Uh, second thing, second quote from just that part alone. Well, okay, let's wait. Let's be honest. This was in like the '60s. They clearly weren't going to be doing any maintenance on these rides before opening day. <laughs> Fair. My second quote is from Fred, who. I have a lot to say about him, as I always do. (laughs) But but his very first thing he said is, we need to go on an investigation. Investigation into what? Lights turning on? Is that what we're calling investigations now? Investigation into trespassing. Yeah. Maybe. That that was like an excuse. Like, I think this is counterfeit money. (laughs) I think we should. (laughs) Uh, Yes, our future episode. An episode we might cover in the future, correct? (laughs) Is that the future of the past? I can't remember. The timelines are so scary. Well, they ended up trespassing themselves and causing more of an issue than anybody else could have, so. Alright, well, moving on. Yeah, so they they go clamming. The park opens, spreads like. Well, the park's open. Something suspicious is going on. Let's go in there. So they start fucking around in a place they're not supposed to be in, like usual. Uh, <laughs> Literally, the first thing that Shaggy does is starts fucking stealing food <laughs> from behind the counter. I was. I also like like he's supposed to eat a ton, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of his thing, and he just orders a hot dog and a malt, and. 
I don't know. Like, by today's standards, that's not what a fat guy would get. No, it's really not. <laughs> only, oh, only one hot dog and only one malt? <laughs> well, please, but you, you've, you've got so much more arm room to shovel it onto your chest. <laughs> Keep in mind uh, that the, the clams did disappear on the way there, so... He <laughs> oh, he's filled up on clams. <laughs> he might have tucked in a few clams. <laughs> Raw clams. Yeah. I think we are missing out on one very important point, though. And it's that uh, um, Milkshake appears from nowhere in front of Shaggy. He's watching it just slide in front of him. He never moves his head. He doesn't even question it. He's like, oh, where'd that come from? And it cuts away. Doesn't even look around. Isn't like, uh, hey, who just slipped me that milkshake? Maybe he's he's super brave as long as he gets food in the end. Maybe it's because of the blindness he has in his left eye to all the LSD. What was that thing called during the 60s? Um... You know, when Woodstock. they would start testing drugs on people? Contaminated clams. <laughs> Close enough. I mean, okay, so they're getting these clams right off the dock of an amusement park. Those are probably bad for you. Yeah, probably. <laughs> they taste There's like a reason they're candy. the only ones there. <laughs> tastes like robot. <laughs> it tastes like circus carny runoff. I just wanted to make the perfect clam robot. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great episode title please please okay. the perfect to All make right. the perfect clam robot a scooby-doo story so so it moves on to fred like a giant douchebag starts like showing off to his ladies like Ooh, yeah like, we knocked down these bottles and he like puts his hands on his hips like fuck yeah still got it such a, so amazing. Wait, what's douchey about that? I did that this weekend. <laughs> I took my girls down to the amusement park. I'm like, yeah, look at this. And I just took my shirt off. And when the obviously rigged game didn't fall down, I picked a fight with the carny. Yeah, Shaggy, like, you go over there. I gotta go knock down some of these bottles. <laughs> so he, wait, if I if I might interrupt, just to quote Fred, go. Haven't lost the old touch. Yeah, Fred is a 45 year old man. Yes. So. So when that happens, a prize also appears from nowhere. To Fred's credit, he actually didn't see this one show up because he was not facing it. However, when he does see it, also doesn't really question where it came from, but flips the robot or whatever did that a nickel. Like, okay. And the cash register automatically comes to life. And not taking his nickel, but like it's still on the counter. Yeah, uh, it was pretty weird. But the uh, this was this was the first part that really fucked me up. <laughs> seeing this cupie doll sitting on the <laughs> sitting on the, the the prize counter. That's that's a bad sign. Yeah, it was way more detailed than the usual Hanna Barbera prop, mm-hmm. and that made it even spookier. Why is this little doll just appearing out of nowhere? I think it's funny that the robot is insinuating. We're assuming that the robot's running these. I don't think the robot's even connected to the weird self-running carnival Oh no, that's just a go- that's a straight up ghost. That's a straight up ghost. <laughs> the straight up ghost. I, I, the writer think- said they were going to cover that in a future episode, but they didn't <laughs> forgot about it. <laughs> I think the straight up ghost is insinuating something here because he doesn't give Fred, like, a manly prize. He gives it probably, like, the most, like, wimpy prize. This, like, doll that's clearly meant for, like, women or children. 
children. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. no woman's gonna want that. Well, I, he's I, like, I, yeah, I, way to go, hotshot, knocking down the bottles. Here you go. <laughs> I, that that kind of leads into one of my major themes throughout this episode, which I was gonna mention later, but it does seem to fit now. This robot is Fred's nemesis. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Please, go on. All right. Or should we get to it later? No, I think it's a good place to start. Okay. So, the the robot gives him a bitchy prize, basically calling him out as being a bitch. (laughs) Well, Fred... Call me Mr. Steal Your Girl. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, so that leads to... This is the next scene, which is fine, I think, where he sees the robot, I believe, on top of the roller coaster? Yes. And he... And Fred finds a crank... Right, <laughs> and Fred sees this guy, oh, and he's like, "No, you're, he, they do see the robot on the roller coaster. That's not wrong. This happens later with the crank on the Ferris wheel." <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, then, still same point though. He sees that robot. And, oh yeah, he jumps from the from the roller coaster and he runs into the tent. I think. Yeah, he goes into the hall of mirrors. Uh, Are talking about what happens right after Fred gets demoralized by the yes, doll? Yes. They see the robot walking quickly in the distance. That's right. And okay. then they head into the so hall So what of Fred says to that, which is what started my whole thing, is he's like, we've got to catch him. <laughs> and he goes after this dude. But this dude's way faster than Fred, probably stronger than Fred. He just called him a bitch. <laughs> and Fred, Fred does not let that go through the entire episode, which I will touch more on as it comes up. <laughs> nice ascot. What was that, Tony? That's why they're here. They, they have no reason to really be even caring about this rogue robot, except for Fred's pride. Oh, yeah, no. Because, to be honest, this robot has done nothing to them up to this point. Nothing. No, absolutely oh, not. He's Zoinks, just flipping switches. Think, like, Zoinks, I don't even think we should be here. No, we're not leaving. <laughs> not until I rip off that robot's head. You see how fast he was running? Not acceptable. <laughs> I'm the alpha around here. You saw those bottles I knocked down. <laughs> well, to be fair, usually you give me the shitty prize. <laughs> usually the monsters they fight are like eighty-year-old men, <laughs> and they push off things. Now Fred's got to compete with like, man, this is probably a jack dude into that costume. I'm gonna stop him. <laughs> Not on my watch. This explains everything. Literally every mystery gang. <laughs> Mystery is just Fred trying to prove that he's an alpha male over like easy targets of eighty-year-old like real estate yep. investors. <laughs> I'm going team with Hannah Barbara. <laughs> Hannah Barbara. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So, Shaggy and Scooby chase the robot into a hall of mirrors for whatever reasons. Shaggy decides it's a good idea, so they chase the robot into a hall of mirrors. Like, who the fuck is that? They go in there. Uh, they fuck around with the mirrors, you know. They're like, oh, I'm so fat, my head's so pointy. And I want to say this whole mirrors is hilarious. Well, at least the laugh track would lead me to believe. Because <laughs> the laugh track is nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was fat once, see? Like, that's hilarious. Oh, wait, I just got it. <laughs> A horrifying glimpse into the future. <laughs> <laughs> my metabolism will never slow down, Scoob. <laughs> So Scooby Scooby does the thing where he's in the mirror and he's looking left and right at his own reflection, but the reflection isn't really matching up with him, which leads me to believe that that is in fact haunted. But we go past that point and we move on to what is, again, a terrifying bit. The robot is two feet behind Shaggy in the Hall of Mirrors. Shaggy often is a bitch. He's often scared of his own shadow. In this case, I'd say he's justifiably afraid. 
because there is like, most ghosts are like <laughs> this guy's saying fucking nothing. These <laughs> <laughs> hey, are robots. You can reasonably assume this guy is probably pretty strong. The outram front, we know he's more athletic. That's for sure. <laughs> so they run away. Um, <laughs> they run away and uh, eventually leave that scene. We go to the Ferris wheel. Hold that. Thank you. <laughs> Hold what? <gasps> That's right. A fan sent in an official potty do. Where are you? Fan made yo yo. <laughs> it's it's amazing. A fan took the time to paint a little yo-yo with our, our little uh, Scooby-Doo logo and sent it to us. No, come on. Um, so Doing false credit to... Oh, wow. So, so they, see, now. they see this fucking guy ride a Ferris wheel. They see this fucking guy, Brad Velma Daphne, see this guy go up the Ferris wheel. Fred's like, I gotta talk to him. Obviously, we know this implies something else. <laughs> I gotta have a conversation with some ladies. <laughs> and he he cranks. Oh, I want to touch on this. Fred. Oh. <laughs> no, Tony, you can say what you're going to because I'm going to rant in about a second. <laughs> Do Ferris wheels come like standard issue with cranks like these? <laughs> I, man, I don't know. Maybe the robot is so strong. He maybe that's his maybe Fred is out cranking the robot. <laughs> but no, isn't that what you do in CrossFit? Is this all cranks? <laughs> so Fred gets this crank and he cranks it as hard as he possibly fucking can. This dude is like going at it. He's narrating himself cranking it. He's narrating himself cranking this thing. He's like, I'm going to crank this thing so hard. I got to crank it to get the robot down. I'm going to keep cranking. He does. That's not word for word, but he is narrating himself. He is. Uh, also, the animation is hilarious. But this just goes to show how dedicated Fred is to stop this guy who just out outshone him. Mm-hmm. No one embarrasses me, Daph. Remember when that hobo said he could beat me in a race? <laughs> They'll never find his body. <laughs> Um, all right, we now have a scene break and cut back to the gang finding a giant mansion in this amusement park. Yeah, Be- where was that? Was uh, this place on a dock? It was close to the. It was close to it. <laughs> kind of in the forest, right next to the amusement park. So all all the time, there's a spooky mansion. Yeah, yeah. it saves costs when you just paint <laughs> one thing, and reuse it over and over. True. So Tony, who was in the spooky mansion? Well, okay, they look at this house, and it looks absolutely horrifying, but somehow they automatically know, oh, this must be the caretaker's house. Let's go to the caretaker's house. I guess caretaker is a a profession, I guess. So anyway, ignoring the, the fact that this place is absolutely horrifying and not suited for living, they enter and meet... Uh, Mr. Uh, and Mrs. Jenkins, who are brother and sister. <laughs> I Not, guess. They, it's heavily implied they have sex. <laughs> I did assume they were husband and wife, and I'm, when the, he's, she goes, oh, my brother, I'm like, whoa, the Lannister family tree is strong here. <laughs> the Lannister family tree. <laughs> and I'm going theme in our Scooby. Apparently incest is a big head of Barbara thing. <laughs> 
like, like, there's that theory that Scooby Doo takes place after like an ep- economic collapse. That's why all these scientists have to like make by with these crazy schemes. There's no people. There's no businesses working. <laughs> Maybe it's like a post-apocalyptic scenario where it's like that, and there's very few people. So you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> You don't know why the park was closed. The park was closed because they were feeding people human flesh. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sorry, Tony. Continue. They are siblings and they fuck. And, okay, so then they're like, hey, why are all these lights flipping on? Uh, We saw, like, a shadowy guy running around. Oh, no, there was nobody in that park. No, No, sir. Nobody's on this island but me and my lady. Which... We understand it's now an island and supposedly cut off from the rest of civilization for some reason. (laughs) So they take this and they just kind of walk away with it. But then Fred being Fred is like, no, that guy, I cranked him down from the Ferris wheel and he he wasn't there when I got around. So we, we have to catch the robot. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, this really goes into Chris's theory. Like, like he was bas- they were basically being told, oh, just forget this. this yeah, it's like, no, this is fine. And Fred is like, okay. oh, this, no. this is their job. They're the caretakers. And Fred's like, fuck no. I've got a bone to pick with that robot. Him and me, mono e mono. Let's go, gang. Scooby, you're coming in the front. <laughs> Scooby Shaggy You stand over there In front of everyone closest to the robots Shaggy you said you die for me right uh, Like Zoinks I, I don't remember saying that Oh you said it I made you say it <laughs> The psychopath I think so, Shaggy is abused though by Fred Like it's one of those things where like You know like Shaggy steps out of line once And it is just smackdown time <laughs> Are you questioning my judgment, Shag? <laughs> okay, so do you want to go back in the box? I don't want to put you there, but the way you're talking, it sounds like you do. This also leads to the fan theory that uh, Shaggy is emotionally broken. The only people he has conversation with is his dog, who t- talks to him. Yeah, I actually wrote down, why? Why can't you go home? No crime's been committed here. <laughs> They turned on the lights early, you fool. Yeah, they turned on these lights, which the the people who own the amusement park are like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Makes no sense why they're still here. Okay. So they go back to the beach where the lights turn back on. For a steak in. They have some good riffs on that. They they go for a steak out. Fred's idea and Shaggy being hungry, of course, is... Oh man, I sure would go for a steak in like a sirloin steak in me. <laughs> now, correct me if I'm wrong, but Shaggy's supposed to be vegetarian. A vegetarian. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't catch that. Not to mention so, like the 500 hot dogs he already yeah, shoved he in his face. Maybe he's just a vegetarian. Well, I was going to say he's just a vegetarian who loves puns, but that doesn't explain the hot dogs. The only, if I recall correctly from the Scooby lore, the only way that Shaggy's voice actor would do the show the is... The amazing Casey Kasem. Yeah, is if he was a vegetarian. But how could he sign up for doing the show after reading these lines. He had to have read these lines <laughs> into a microphone. Yeah, he says sirloin steak and hot dog. It yeah. might have been after... I, maybe I think they that gave him a maybe that the snack, if you know what I mean. Maybe taken place after this. Yeah, I could be wrong, because he, he grew up to be, like, a huge guy. Like, he, he was a top 40s voice for years. 
Fun fact, he also voiced Megatron in the original cartoon. And he quit the cartoon after they... Carbomistan. Yep, they named a Middle Eastern country Carbomistan. And he said, I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good reason to leave a show, Mr. Kasem. You you did good. You did good. So, they left... They left the spooky house. They did their stakeout. Also, Shaggy... Stake in. Shaggy and Scooby want to go to a pizza party, go go have a pizza party instead. This is an infinitely better idea than Fred <laughs> yeah. shoots down instantly. What are you, stupid or something? <laughs> How am I supposed to get revenge at a pizza party? <laughs> yeah. No, you know what? I think it's because at a pizza party, the competition that you have there is eating, and he knows that he's clearly outclassed by Shaggy and Scooby there, Ooh, so he's true. avoiding it. Yeah. He'd rather fight this robot. Uh, But also Daphne calls out Shaggy for being a bitch, too, because Fred owns her life as well. (laughs) And and she's like, like, Scooby and Shaggy, you guys would rather eat pizza pie than solve a mystery. My argument is, okay, one, who doesn't want to eat pizza pie? (laughs) Number two. I'd love me some pizza pie. (laughs) Number two, what mystery? Number three, this robot might murder them. (laughs) <laughs> That's like saying, I, would you rather eat pizza than work? Yeah, yeah, I would, actually. That sounds delicious. <laughs> That's what's wrong with you millennials today. <laughs> okay, not this again. Now, I remember, if I remember Daphne's exact speech was, oh, Shaggy, you can't leave, because, you know, if you leave, Fred will kill us. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so I, they I, go back into the amusement park. Yeah, yeah. so Shaggy and Scooby immediately just want to fuck around instead of actually finding this robot, because they apparently are the only ones who, you know, enjoy their lives still and want to, you know, not be murdered by a giant <laughs> robot. So uh, they, they come across one of those uh, Circus Strongman games. Yeah, with the giant hammer and you with the giant the hammer and you, you see it. how high it goes. Yeah, and Shaggy's like, "Yeah, man, Scoob, I'll show you how to do it." And he's you know way too weak to do it effectively. Of course, and, and uh, Scooby. And with a this is weird... where I got my name for the episode. I one of the lower ones is Cream Puff. <laughs> Literally just, the first one, just so we get some context. There. Yes, of course. The then Scooby with his weird appendage-like tail. Wings this which thing, is where Chris, which is where Chris got his name, and he can he can ring the bell with his tail. So Shaggy's like, "Oh man, that's really nice," but the robot needs to further assert his dominance over the men of this group. Comes up and does this circus game instead of just murdering these two for some reason. <laughs> he has to emotionally destroy them. He needs first. to emotionally destroy them first, and just creams <laughs> this thing. <laughs> and then and he it proceeds works. to chase them to murder them. <laughs> Look at my power. You will be next. <laughs> yeah, so this this robot is whatever whatever intention, uh you know, I guess we'll get to that later, but because we, we have yet to unmask this one. You guys will never guess who this one is. We've met Mr. Jenkins and his incestual twin. It's yeah, alright, let's hear some guesses right in now. We'll wait. That's right, none of you got it. <laughs> anyway, after this little scene with this stupid thing, they give a brief chase, and one of the weirdest cuts I think I've seen in Scooby-Doo in a long time happens. It fades to black for commercials, 
We come back. Instead of running, Scooby and Shaggy are now on a roller coaster out of nowhere. Yeah, that was the fucking strangest thing. I don't know how they got there. We're missing some big uh, big context. Oh, also we skipped over the Tunnel of Love scene. The robot entered the Tunnel of Love and the gang hops in a boat to follow them. And then he's swimming back at them, horrifyingly. Yeah. And he knocks over their boat, but Hanna-Barbera is like, well, we can't afford to draw a boat crash. <laughs> so it's all off screen. It's just them in the water. Sorry. Now back to also Scooby the robot the after crashing this boat doesn't decide to come and murder them for some reason. <laughs> Whatever. So let's, let's think of the logistics of how they came from running and then just onto a roller coaster at some point. Roller coasters usually have to stop to board passengers and then they go. But mm-hmm, somehow, yes. Scooby and Shaggy are in the front car of this thing, and the robot is in, like, the back car of this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. It's a good point. It really is. And, okay, so their plan to escape the robot. So, Fred's like, oh shit, there's another car coming up on the opposite direction. I'm going to slow that car down so that Shaggy and Scooby can jump to it. So, keep in mind, roller coasters going like 60 miles per hour, downhill, maybe even faster, and the other car is going uphill. Obviously, it's going slower. The presumed escape plan is to jump off a roller coaster going downhill to a roller coaster going uphill. (laughs) Instead of slowing the car they're currently on down. What the fuck? <laughs> that's not safe. That's, that's, they've done a lot of stupid things in the Scooby-Doo episodes we've watched so far. This is the stupidest. It's like jumping in front of a moving car. Stupid. <laughs> but of course they still make it. Obviously, Daphne, the only one with any empathy in the group, is terrified for their lives. <laughs> but yeah, they make it from one car to the next, and they're they're of course fine. And they lose track of the robot who was, of course, on the roller coaster at the time, they're two feet away from him. But they cut again, robot's gone, Shaggy and Scooby are safe, not splattered across the roller coaster track. Actually, I believe the the robot is then on top of the roller coaster, and then horrifyingly jumps from the peak of the roller coaster, he then jumps at untold heights and lands in a big top below. I totally forgot that's what happened. Guys, audience, let's think about this for a second. As you close your eyes and put on your thinking cap... (laughs) We'll give you a second. And there's tentacles coming out of the caps that's going right into your mind. (laughs) (laughs) Now I need you to picture this. You see a robot man jump from a 50-story roller coaster into a tent. He's probably fine. All right? Your thoughts are, should I go in there and address this guy? (laughs) Fuck no. There's no good reason to do that. And Fred... When he's like, oh, we better go in there. He might be injured. He's not asking, oh, we should tend to him. He's saying, he Let's might be injured. Now's my chance. <laughs> We're going to box. Beat him while he's down. <laughs> Fred realizes that the only reason the robot jumped off the top of this thing is to make him look like a bitch. <laughs> so he is pissed. Do it, Fred. You're going to jump off a roller coaster? I think not. <laughs> He saw Daphne making eyes on that robot. 
<laughs> All right, so uh, sorry. Then, now they're trying to catch him, which leads to the amazing bumper car sequence. Yeah. Oh yeah, amazing is the only way to describe it. <laughs> so uh, Fred, I think at this point is starting to get shaken in his ability to physically combat this robot. <laughs> so what do you do when you can't physically combat a robot? You have to yeah. out-engineer the robot. <laughs> <laughs> So, using uh, Velma as a uh, test dummy, he wires this uh, bumper car to be, like, he going does! 50 miles Holy per shit! hour. He does do this. He absolutely does. He wants and He's to- like, yeah, it'll be fine. We'll, we can chase him if we just, you know, strap you to this death machine. <laughs> I, I bet that my car had a bomb on it, and he was planning on running her straight into that guy, but she never ended up hitting anything. Yeah, yeah, and she she left before before he seemingly planned, so he didn't True. have time to like on the bomb. Arm the bomb. <laughs> so no, Velma, come back! I need to do to help you. This is all like what that one film? What's it called? I think Death Race with, the, with Vin Diesel. <laughs> Statham was in a death race. I think that might have been you're definitely Statham. thinking of Statham. Not yeah, either. they're both bald. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Much like I, I'm, I'm actually. You're basically Vin Diesel. I'm basically Jason Vin Statham. Clark will be featured in Fast Nine coming summer 2019. <laughs> Look need, for him there. He's need, not allowed to promote our podcast. They need more bald men. <laughs> <laughs> they're only allowed so much hair for a movie. It's all saved for the women. <laughs> Fred, so they're in a car, and their plan is to catch the robot. They're going to catch the robot by chasing an electric car. So Fred, uh, quote-unquote, soups it up, and by that he means he turns it on to full power. It and cuts the, the brakes. She, yeah, he cuts the brakes. I put in the nitro. It doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, Velma is now in this speeding death machine. Scooby got on it too for some reason. <laughs> and going like 100 miles per hour. Her glasses fall off. She can't see shit. She's in the most dangerous situation in her entire life. Now, if I might come up with a fan theory, much like Chris's very accurate theory, I am saying that somehow glasses are tied to Velma's ability to think and maybe <laughs> like, like this is some kind of future where high tech high technology is easily accessible, right? Mm-hmm. So instead of, like, like uh, people have Alzheimer's and they take medication and all sorts of things, I believe in this distant future, somehow glasses hold back senility. <laughs> because as soon as Velma loses these glasses, she becomes, l- like, some octogenarian who... who just can't think. Who doesn't know where she is? It, it's horrifying. Yeah, it's so scary. And Scooby's obviously terrified. His poor dog. His oh, poor yeah. dog. So no, as this is flying forward, like, like she sees the outline of the robot, and Scooby's like, robot, robot! And she goes, oh yeah, there's the traffic guard. Why would there be a traffic guard? You're in an amusement park! <laughs> You've been fighting this robot the entire time. <laughs> this, the second thing that happens is even more baffling. Velma's going straight towards the train tracks. Now, keep in mind, she's not deaf. Oh, no. She is blind, or at least pretty dang blind. And probably senile. And (laughs) so, Scooby says, train, train! Velma's like, the the train's just gonna have to fucking move for us. (laughs) The quote is, the quote is, well, the train will look out for itself, because we don't have a break. 
Well, she can turn. The train can do everything but that. Yeah. The <laughs> train at this point, Velma turn. was accepting death. <laughs> well, let the train be where the train bees. Strike me down. <laughs> oh, oh, no. So this just ends up going nowhere. They crash into cotton candy and Scooby-Doo eat some cotton candy. Yeah. Well, importantly, the robot gets hit by this train. Oh, that's true. Because he was chasing uh, after them after they passed him as the traffic guard. So this robot can jump off of a 50-story building and be fine and get hit by a train and be fine. Yeah. But their plan for catching them that they come up with, (laughs) the trap of a lifetime, as Fred puts it, is a box. (laughs) It's a shed! Which... Which leads us into our segment. What's the next part of your master plan? <laughs> Bane doesn't say that. I know. I realized that after, as I was doing What's it. What's the next yeah. part of your master plan? <laughs> Trapping this robot in a box. <laughs> <laughs> and killing my gang with no survivors. <laughs> so, the plan is to trap a robot. To trap a robot in a shed. Yeah, so they find a tool shed, and their big plan is someone lure the robot in, and there's a little basket that they have on a rope. Someone hops in the basket, they pull him out, right. and suddenly stop, this robot's trapped in the shed. Stop right there. <laughs> okay, you said someone. Now explain their t- how they talk about how to pick that someone. How about you do? Because I forgot. Oh, I'd love to. They are like, our man will get in the basket. No, I'm sorry. First they say... Oh, we'll have our guy be the bait. And somebody, one of the girls is like, oh, but then he'll be trapped in the box too. And Fred's like, no, our man will get raised from the basket. And somebody else is like, oh, good. Then our man will be saved. They keep saying that. Then Velma, out of nowhere, goes like, and then Scooby will be raised (laughs) out of the box. Like, nobody had said that before. And Scooby's like, what the fuck, guys? (laughs) Like, yo, this is me every time. Like... Where's Fred? This is Fred's guy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, now, I'm more of the managerial type. <laughs> yeah. So Fred, obviously seeing this maneuver coming, is like, I got you. How about a Scooby snack? And a Scooby, rightly so, is like, fuck that. <laughs> I, it's not worth my life. Yeah. And Velma, Velma. Velma over here goes, gives oh. like the best thing. She's like, yeah, how about Scooby? <laughs> oh, yeah. Picture Velma as like, like an Italian thug or something says <laughs> yeah. this. And she's like, hey, yo, Scooby, how about you get in the box or you're going to go on a ride with me on the suicide cars? Which one would you prefer? Scooby's like, Did she use the word suicide what? cars? Because no. I was multitasking. But that's what she was implying. It's like, well, it's okay, Scooby. How about you just come with me on the, on the electric car? And he's like, fuck. <laughs> Fucking fuck. Scooby's like, Scooby's over there like, oh man, it's like Sophie's Choice up in this bitch. <laughs> Rofie's Royce. <laughs> Rofie's Royce. So, so, okay, that happens, which is so shitty for Velma, and so shitty no. for... <coughs> no, it's not. So Velma chooses that every single time when Fred's like, yeah, it should be Scooby. Last time she was like... Oh, dog hearing. Yeah, that's a good reason for you to be the sacrificial lamb. Other time, <laughs> other time she was like, oh, yeah, no, Scooby, you and Shaggy getting these shark costumes, that is a good idea. <laughs> yeah, with the caveman and the fucking massive club. Oh, man. So, 
So Scooby is, of course, a sacrificial lamb. He does some Metal Gear Solid shit in a barrel. <laughs> um, and then he does that part- Barrel rear? <laughs> God fucking damn it. He does that part at the opening credits where he, he's sneaking in a barrel, and then he runs to the bottom of the robot. Riddle rear. <laughs> That's the better. Um, the robot sees him, the robot chases him. So, at this point, you haven't actually seen the robot trying to hurt anyone. You know... Uh, no, yeah, it's just really, walking the around being just, spooky. Yeah, it's yeah. being spooky. It's chasing. Uh, this all changes in the wax museum. Winston, what happens in the wax museum? So the robot walks straight up to a wax dog that kind of looks like Scooby and rips off its head. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. But <laughs> no, then it's straight. not okay with just the head. It tears off its legs. <laughs> it does that. Oh yeah, no, like, it was like not- a, the kid on the playground pulling <laughs> legs off of ants. <laughs> if that was Scooby, he'd be dead. Yeah, oh and, gosh, Fred, and Fred would be like, alright, well, back to the drawing board. Hey, Shaggy, get your ass in that box, or you're gonna go for a ride with my girl Thelma in the suicide cart. We, we gotta go back to that animal shelter with talking dogs. <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay, so, they, they fuck about the wax museum, and then, this episode seemed like it lasted for years. They fuck about the wax museum and then they leave. This, uh, this is the first episode where I had to check my time, being like, "Wow, this is going on a while." Yeah, it really is. Um, and then Scooby leaves and brings him into the trap. The basket apparently is a load-bearing wicker basket, and they're able to successfully get Scooby out of the trap and trap the robot in it. Then what happens, Chris? Well, first Fred goes, "Fuck, that rope was supposed to snap." <laughs> <laughs> Why would the robot stay in there if he can't eat Scooby? <laughs> but okay, so Fred's plan malfunctions just a little bit there. But then majorly malfunctions when they're like, oh, I hear like a banging sound. Let's see what's up. And they're like, wait a second. That robot just has super strength. We've seen it like 10 times. <laughs> and sure as fuck, like anybody would if they were trapped in a wooden box, he's easily able to break through this box and just run away. And Fred's like, I could break through a wooden box too. <laughs> so, so the robot fucks off, and then lo and behold, Tony, who the fuck shows up? Fucking Mister Jenkins, back in action. So, so this is the big reveal. This is the big reveal of the episode, everyone. I hope you're sitting down because this fucking took our socks off. <laughs> Mister Jenkins essentially says. Oh, that's Charlie. I, I, he's the robot I've been working on. I just wanted to make the most perfect robot to replace my <laughs> workers with. So, I hate immigrants. I hate them all. I want them to die. Is trying to replace his low-wage workers with robots, but also, as a caretaker of an amusement park, apparently a roboticist. Whatever. See, this is where that theory comes from. Like, why are all these genius scientists just being, like, petty criminals or working as caretakers for amusement parks? (laughs) That guy with the levitating fan table. Or the fish guy. Or the fish guy. (laughs) Oh, you can talk to dolphins? Better commit petty crimes down at an aquarium. Yeah, pretty much. So, yeah. So... The plan, the master plan, part two. So <laughs> the next part of your master plan. <laughs> the master plan, part two, is. Yeah. So. Oh, I'd love to tell you. So <laughs> let's get a giant magnet. We're going to drive it on a 
Jimmy a Jeep, and we're gonna find this guy, and we're gonna magnetize him to this car. <laughs> this magnet is like a traditional style magnet, but somehow has wires attached to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I thought they took this Jeep magnet combo from Johnny Quest. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Oh, so they use the magnet. They try and catch the robot. They fail at it, and during the while they're trying to snatch the robot with this magnet, uh, the robot does get successfully magnetized, but someone snips the wire to the magnet. Yeah, somebody touch on how they snip the wire, though. With wire cutters? The, yeah, but in front of everyone. Yeah. Nobody sees it. <laughs> yeah, with a big old pair of scissors. I'm only level with you. If there was a robot that had been terrorizing me all night, breaking down in front of me, I would probably be focusing on it. Like, I would not be turning around to see some elderly woman with scissors. I'd yeah. be murdered. <laughs> and that elderly woman was... The only other character in the show. Daphne. <laughs> yep. Mrs. Jenkins, the Mrs. sister, Jenkins. not his wife. His, his mistress and sister. <laughs> <laughs> my, my mistress and my sister. <laughs> well, it's not much weirder than the last, <laughs> the the last guy face was family guy tree. married his daughter. So, I mean, it's not that much of a stretch. It really people. isn't. It really Scooby isn't. Scooby-Doo is characterized by poor animation and incest. <laughs> Now there's a poll quote for you. Yeah, we're gonna get that. Entertainment Weekly, use that one. Well, guys, guys, what if what if Daphne is Fred's sister? He's been running their. What if he's all of their brothers? They're, they're just a family. Yeah, he's their older brother. Just ruins their lives consistently. <laughs> so what we do is actually has mostly human DNA. Oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> that's why he can talk. That's, oh God. So, and I have a quote for why Mrs. Jenkins cut the wire. Oh, Mrs. Jenkins also reveals she's she's the reason why Charlie the robot's been going crazy. She messed with his programming or whatever they thought robots had in the sixties. And her exact quote is, "I don't think robots should work where children ha- come to have fun." She thinks carnies are a better solution. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like if she said something like, "Oh, I don't want to take jobs away from hardworking people." Oh no, no, no! <laughs> Let the carnies have their job. But something hilarious happens right after she says this, because Mister Jenkins is like, "Oh, I never thought of that," but I guess I'll rebuild them anyway. Oh yeah, <laughs> so he, he like gives like half of a fuck here. He's like, "Oh yeah, you know what? You're right," but also I don't care. I'm gonna build this robot anyway. And he oh, does. Yeah. Oh, he does. And she, I guess, is cool with it, or she's dead. I don't know. What <laughs> Probably yeah. dead. You never see her again. I mean, it's it's Charlie. Charlie kills her. It's Charlie too. <laughs> oh, I didn't think about it like that. Charlie, rip her head off. <laughs> yes, master. Yes, master. <laughs> or okay, here's another point that I I was thinking of. All right, so she slips this robot. Oh fuck! I lost my train of thought right now. Who needs trains? Oh, fuck. The train can keep train will worry about itself. The train will worry about itself. <laughs> oh, I remember. I, remember. I, I just wanted the most perfect robot. <laughs> so, she, so she makes that robot go. Hey, I need a real lover. How bad would you, <laughs> how bad would she have felt that that robot murdered Scooby and the gang? Because it was right about to. It was really close to doing so. It was 
that was murderous intent. 100% that well, thing was gonna kill her. I mean, she got her come up and she's in the bottom, bottom of that river of love. That's for <laughs> <laughs> Along with all the other sisters that tried to turn me in. Ah, <laughs> uh, Guinevere, my favorite sister slash lover. It was a shame you also ruined Charlie 3. <laughs> <laughs> he just keeps getting siblings from <laughs> <laughs> oh, It's man. a big house they had there. Only two of them? Am I supposed to believe they live there alone? Maybe he's building Charlie to replace his sister. Charlie, put on this wig. <laughs> Good. It's a start. Well, Charlie could be a girl or a boy. Ooh, it could be. It could be. So, I... That is the episode. Uh, the the episode closes <laughs> with this terrifying robot giving Scooby scratches on its he- on his head, detecting uh, his uh, jugular veins right. well, and all his you know pressure points. That's very trusting of Scooby, considering he watched the same robot rip a dog's head off not too long ago. And its legs, yeah, its legs. Scooby, Scooby wants it. He wants it. He wants to die and escape Fred's tyranny. <laughs> Real me. Real me. Real me. Fred's like, I knew there was no man that could ever outrun me. It had to be a robot. <laughs> <laughs> he gets vilified at the end. He's like, fuck yeah. It was a machine. <laughs> oh, okay. That was the episode of... Uh, a fun time fuckabout. I don't know. Foul, foul play in fun land. Very close enough. Yeah. Come back next week where we cover the next episode, which I don't know the name of because I don't have a computer in front the of me. Foul play was actually not the robot's rampage. It, it was, was the teenagers messing with everything. Oh no! It was the it was the scientist murdering his sister slash lover. <laughs> <laughs> this show is this is podcast. This fucking podcast. All right. Any closing f- thoughts there, Tony Baloney? Uh, I just wanted to make the perfect robot. (laughs) (laughs) That's perfect. That was this Dungeons & Dragons Definitely Real podcast. I hope you enjoy this episode, and we'll see you next week. Or you can just listen to the actual episode. Up to you. Alright, good night.